The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Ketubot has been dedicated by our dear friend Mr. Elliot Shasho. Hashem Yishmineu Vehayehu. May the Zikrut of the Limud of Masechet Ketubot stand for him that he should have Be'ajat Hashem, Ashana Tovam Borechet, Osher Ve'osher Ve'chavod, Shalom Bayit, Ve'atzlacha Be'chol Ma'asei Yadav, and Be'ajat Hashem may he continue to be a supporter of Torah and all holy uh, projects. Amen. Daf Lamed. Today's Daf is being studied by Eidun Shmat, Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tenechenu Begin Eidun. Amen. Today's Daf is being studied by Rufuah Shulema, Yosef ben Sarah, Nahamim ben Adel, Sarah bat Rachel. El Narefan Elahim, Betoch Shahar Cholei Amo Yisrael. Amen. We begin today's Daf on Chavtet Amud Bet, and we are four lines from the bottom. Let us just review the subject that we're involved in. We're learning a Mishnah. The Mishnah is telling us that certain Ne'arot, certain girls, if they are violated, they are Ne'insu, which is literally raped, so then the fellow that did it has to pay Knas to the father. Knas is Hamishim Kesef. Has to pay 50 coins, 50 shekalim. And the Mishnah told us that this does not only apply to a lady that is legally marriageable, because one of the punishments of the Torah is, that after he does such a crime, he has to marry the girl. But the Hakamim learned that it doesn't necessarily mean that she has to be permissible uh, in marriage. So we have a great mahluk between the Bishim On at Timni and the Bishim On bin Minasya. The Bishim On at Timni. He says, means there's Havaya. Havaya means Kedushin is Tofes. Therefore, for example, by Hibel Lavin, Mamzeret, or cases like that, the Kedushin is Tofes, even though it's an illegal marriage. So any lady that Kedushin is Tofes, that is Havaya, so therefore the Deen is. Is Shayach Knas. So the Knas is paid if indeed she is Ne'insa. Rabbi Shalom Benas, yes, says no. It's not the deen in the Havaya, it's the deen in the Kiyum. Which means any uh, lady that you cannot be Mekayim, that you cannot stay married to, so then already, uh, that also, any lady you cannot stay married to, it also applies the law of Knas, which means the law uh, uh, so he's saying that uh, a lady that um, you, you cannot be mekayim. Uh, His uh, language was to be exact. He says a lady that's but a lady that's not so it's not shayach uh, the din of knas. So the Gemara asks, what's the nafkamina really between the bishmon timni and the bishmon ben? Menasya. Bishamon again in Timni's language was to hear his language, Isha A lady that Kiddushin is Tofes, and the Rabbi Shimon Min Menasya is like was Isha Uyalikayima. So the Gabara asked, My Benayu. So the Gabara gave enough kamina of Mamzerit and Nitina Ika Benayu. Why? Because Mamzerit and Nitina, if you say that it has a Kiddushin, well Mamzerit and Nitina Kiddushin is Tofes. So therefore, 
Kenas will apply according to the Bishamon Hatimni, because there is Havaya. But on the same token, it's not Reuya Nitkayim. And since it's not Reuya Nitkayim, so therefore according to the Bishamon Benatia, it will not be subject to Kenas. So we want Nafkamina, a Mamzerit, and a Netina. Good. So the Gemara came along and said, yeah, that's good according to Hakamim. But what about the opinion of Rabbi Akiva? Well, what did Rabbi Akiva hold? Rabbi Akiva holds, and Kiddushin Tofsin Bechibe Lavin. Which means, he holds that even by a Hiyuv Lav, by Isur Lav, like a Mamzeret, let's say, Kiddushin is not Tofes. So if Kiddushin is not Tofes, then we want to understand, give me a Nafkamina between uh, the opinions. Which means, when you came along the Bishwami Menashe, and you said, what does it mean? So what does the mean? Only a lady you can keep. Mm-hmm. But later you can't keep, so then already it's not Shayach, the deen of uh, Knas. So we thought, Nafkamina will be, that you'll say what? You'll knock out the deen of a Mamzeret. Because, well, according to one Rabbi Mamzeret, Yid is Habayab, but you can't keep it. That's enough coming up to the two opinions. But according to the Biyakiva that says that even a Mamzeret, there's no Habayah, there's no Kiddushin Tofes, so there was enough coming out really in the opinions. So the Gemara came along and said, oh, we have a difference. Almanatu Kohen Gadol. Even though Almanatu Kohen Gadol is a love, the Biyakiva, according to the Simai, learned that. In all cases, in Kedushin Tufsin Bihaybe Lavin, but in Almanatu Kohen Gadol is different. Why? Because the Biyakiva said that any time you have a situation where Kedushin is not Tufes, so then the children that come out of such a union is going to be Mamzerim. But there's an exclusion. The Torah says by Almanatu Kohen Gadol, for example, it says, Velo Yehalel Zar'o. Implying what? The children from such a illegal union become Halalim. Not Mamzerim. Master, what? The Kiddushin is indeed Tofes. Oh, so we find an Afkamina. An Amanatu Kwingadol, for that matter, a Girushar, as she points out to a Kwingadiot. According to the Bisham on Ben Hatimni, Kiddushin is Tofes. So there's Havaya. So since there's Havaya, so therefore it's a Yaknas. However, according to the Bisham on Ben even though there is Havaya, it's a Sur. Nikayim, you're not allowed to stay married. Oh, not allowed to stay married, so the law of Kanas does not apply. So we found a haluk between the opinions. Again, according to everybody that is Havaya, you can get married. Which means not going to get married. Kedushin is Tofes. That's the point. Even though it's Haibel Avin, Kedushin is Tofes. Oh, so what's the Navkamina? Good. According to the Bishamon bin Tatimni, he says, as long as Kedushin is Tofes, it's Shayach Kanas. Good. So that's Kedushin's Tofes, Shayach Knas. That's Shayen Ken, which is an Alman, let's say, Kohen Gadol goes and Me'anes in Almana. Okay? They have to uh, give a case where she is, um, uh, she's a Betula still. Okay, so there's, there's ways to make it. She's a Mena Erusin. They have a case like that. Okay, so the point is, then what? But according to the Bishamon bin Menashiach, even though Kedushin is Tofes, but it's, you're not allowed to stay married. And then his rule is, the law of Kanas only applies in a, in a, in a marriage that the marriage is able to, to be. This, this marriage is not able to be. Therefore, he'll hold that such act of the of Kanas. Also, comes the Kabbalah now begins, According to the opinion of the Yashbeb, the Amah that said, 
Yosef. Let us go Let us scream at uh, Akiba bin Yosef. Let's complain against him. Rabbi Yashbeb said, I have to go complain against the Akiva over here. Because he made a statement to the Akiva. Any marriage that's not a good marriage, any bi'ah that's not a good bi'ah, the child's a mamzer. And we can't accept that. He's making so many mamzerim in Klai Yisrael. Which means the way Rabbi Yashbeb understood the Akiva, it's all cases. Any time the bi'ah is asur, the child's a mamzer. Meaning even an almana. Even a Gerusha to a Kohen Ejot. So the Koytan of Yeshbeb, he holds what? That Kedushin is not Tofesh even in a case of Almanah to Kohen Gadol. How do you know that from his language? Because his language judge called She'en lo Bi'ah B'Yisrael. If the Bi'ah is forbidden, Havalad Mamzer. So then the question is, my Benai, you Koytan of Yeshbeb, what's the Nafkamina? He doesn't doresh that pasuk of Yeshveh. Not good. He doesn't doresh that pasuk. He has a different uh, usage for it. But the point is, what are you going to say? That's coming out. So the Gemara says, "Ika benai, my benai, Ika benai, you hibe ase misri vadumi." Forget about you. Lot ases according to Yeshveh. No kedushin is tofes by lot ases. Any kedushin tofesin according to Biakiva. Good. So therefore, what's the case of kedush over here? On the Aseh. There's certain uh, forbidden marriages in the Torah that are forbidden by a mitzvah Aseh. For example, the Torah says, person cannot marry a Misri until third um, generation. Right? Or the same uh, deen of, let's say, an Adumi. So that she writes on top, Right? Within three generations, Misri is forbidden. Dor Right? Third generation year, implying what? Dor sheni, no. Second generation, no. Vela v'abam mechlal ase, We have a rule. Any lot ase that was derived from an ase has a deen of an ase. In this case over here, what does the Torah say? Torah gives us a positive kimmer. It says dor sheni shiyavo. Third generation year, that's an ase. So we imply from the ase. But second generation, no. So that's a lav. That's an aseh. Oh, so the Gemara is coming along to say that what? That'll be the nafkamina, which means according to Rabbi uh, uh, Rabbi Yashbeb, we have to give the nafkamina. We'll say that by the aseh kedushin is tofes, which means if a guy marries a second generation. Misri, even though it's forbidden to stay married, Kiddushin is tofes. Oh, that's the Nafkamina right there. Nafkamina, according to the Bishim on a Timni, since Kiddushin is tofes, Shayach Knas, but according to the Bishim on Menasya, even though Kiddushin is tofes, but since you cannot stay married, right? Loti Yelisha, you cannot stay married, because my man is second generation, so if it's not Shayach Knas. So we found the Nafkamina between the opinions. Okay? It's not on the law taseh, it's on the aseh. So comes the Gemara and says, Good. Hani hal rabbi yashbab ila apukem etamad rav simai ka'ate shapir. Now we have to understand the context Rav Yashbab made his statement. If Rav Yashbab made his statement in the context to go against rav simai, 
We understand this. Which means, Rav Sima is the one that made the statement that what? That the Biakiva makes a, an exception by a love, by the case of Almanat Kohen Gadol. To that, Rabbi Yashbeb reacted and said, no, no, no. By loves, there's no Sevarat to make Halukim. Which means, there's not going to be Kiddushin Tofes by any loves. Good. So if he was reacting to Rav Simai, I could say, but he'll make a Haluk in the Asses. Because he was just telling Rav Simai, you want to make a Haluk, why should a Manzeret not be Tofes Kiddushin? Because it's a love. Right? So if I'm going to the same thing, Rav Simai. It's a love. It should not be Tofes Kiddushin. So if he was reacting to Rav Simai's statement, we can understand he's saying, but I can tell you there's a Haluk in the Asses. However, if Rav Yashbeb was not reacting to Rav Simai, if Rav Yashbeb was just making a statement as a generality, whenever there's an Isur Bi'ah, Rabbi Akiva says, in Kedushim Tafsin, that means Ben Belotase, Ben Be'ase. So therefore, Kedushim is not going to be even in the case of Misri. Oh, so back to the question, so what's Rav Kamina? So let's read that inside. First line. If it's coming to exclude Rav Simai, who makes a haluk in the Lord Ta'aziz, and to that, Rabbi Yashbeb is coming along to say, there's no similar to Mahalik in the Lord Ta'aziz. Shapir, I have enough coming out, because I can make enough coming out of but if you're just saying his He's coming along to say that there's no haluk, which means according to the Akiva, the way that Bishbib understands him, it is never Kedushin Tufsin, not by Lord Tasses, and not by Asses. My Benayu, so back to the question, what's the Nafkamina between the cases, between the different opinions? So Gabbara's Ika Benayu. There's a difference. Be'ula the Kohen Gadol. Let's stop. Kohen Gadol cannot marry only a betula. Okay? Be'ula, he cannot. Now let's discuss what be'ula means, first of all. Be'ula even means bi'ashiloke darka. Which means the lady was, uh, went with a man. So technically she's still a betula. But for kihuna, that's already considered be'ula. Oh, but for the law of onus, it's still considered betula. So we have to figure out a case where we can keep the honest uh, situation involved, but she's still forbidden to a Kohen Gadol, and she's a Be'ulah. Because if you say she was a regular Be'ulah, there's no Knas, because there's no case of honest. Honest only applies to a Be'ulah. So we have a case like this. The lady went with somebody, Shiloh Kedarka. But at that point over there, she's still technically a Be'ulah for everything else except for a Kohen Gadol. That's the Shiloh, it's because of non-Bitulah for Kohen Gadol. So she's forbidden to the Kohen Gadol. Okay, good? No, now, now good. So according to Rabbi Akiva, this is Sulav of it. She's going to not marry this Be'ulah. It's really an Aseh. It says, Be'hu, Isha, Be'btula, Yikah. Okay, so it's an Aseh. But this Aseh is different. He holds, if he went with her, Kiddushin is Tofes. Oh, so Kiddushin is Tofes, Davka, by a Be'ulah, to Kohen Gadol. Now, if that's the case, according to Rabbi Shimon Timni, Kedushin is Tofes, Kedushin is Tofes, Shiach, Knas. According to the Bishon Menashe, even though Kedushin is Tofes, since you cannot stay married, oh, so, so, so therefore there's no Knas, the Din of Oris doesn't apply. So we find enough coming between the two opinions. Ah, you can ask a question. What are you talking about? 
what are you talking about? How could you tell me over here, Kedushin is uh, Tofes, it's Isur Lav. What's Isur Lav? She's a Zona. So, but she asked this question. So that she says she's only a zonah according to one opinion. We hold that zonah does not become from something that's permissible to Which means she went with the Yisrael. Okay? Uh, 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 the, Kohen, the Kohen went with a Yisrael, um, something that's permissible to We hold that zonut uh, 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 is only on something that is pasul. So therefore there's no isur zonut over here. Okay? So that, that's off the table. So that's not isur love of uh, zonut. Okay, that's what she has. That she remind us of a shita to be the eyes of the masechet yibamot that held in this case over here. She's suzlut. Now, whoever she goes with, the is not a legitimate path that makes her a zona. But in this case, we we all know like the bias. That's not yachid, and therefore she's not considered zona. So therefore, we have a case. What's the case against review? The nafkamina is beula, meaning bias shelok kedarka. So she went with a kohen gadol. Okay. So, or, or to go with a Kohen Gadol. That union over there is an Aseh that Rabbi Akiva will hold. According to Rabbi Yashbeb, Kiddushin is Tofes. But what? But it's a suit to stay married. So that we have enough coming up. According to Rabbi Shimon Timni, Kiddushin is Tofes. Kiddushin is Tofes, so therefore the deed of honor supplies. If the Kohen now Gadol uh, violated this lady, she have to, have to pay the Kras. Whereas according to Rabbi Shimon Ben even though the Kiddushin is Tofes, since you cannot stay married, so there's no deed of Kanas. So that Gibran says an obvious question. Why would the Biyakiva make a Hiluk? And of all the Asses, you're telling me Kiddushin is not Tofes. All the Lord Asses, Kiddushin is not Tofes. Why does he make the exception by Be'ulat, the Kohen Gadol, that that Kiddushin is Tofes? So the Gibran asks, Umay Shena uh, what's the difference? Uh, what, why this case is Rabbi Akiva saying Kedushin is Tofes? Because it's, an, it's, it's a, not going to call it a weak Aseh, but it's a rare Aseh. It's an Aseh that only is Shayach to Kohen Gadol's. Jeez, it's not, a, it's not an Aseh that's across the board to everybody. It's like um, the Aseh of Dur, uh, Misli. Misli applies to everybody. Nobody can marry a Misli Shani. It's not only a din to Kwanim, so to din to Kwanim, to the Vim, Israelim. Mashaykh, this law over here, it's only a law to the Kohen Gadol that cannot marry a Be'ulah. So since it's a limited Aseh, it doesn't have the weight of a regular Aseh, that's what Kedushin will be. Tofes. That's Lav though. No, that's Isu Lav. By Lav's Kedushin is not Tofes, according to the vote. According to this opinion, the hadush is over here. And an aseh, you're not making a haluk either. If it's aseh, it's not shaveh bakol. Okay, comes the Gemara continues. Amar Rav Chizda, hakol modim beba ala nidash shemeshalem knas. Oh, one of the cases in our Mishnah was a guy went with a nidah. What did he went with a nidah? He was meanes a nidah. So what do we say in the Mishnah? Gotta pay. Now let's analyze ourselves according to the two opinions. Is Kiddushin Tofes by Nida? Yes. Let's say a guy goes and marries a, a lady, had a condition, which is Nida. Is the Kiddushin Hal? Yeah, good. So she does Havaya. According to the second opinion, can you keep, can you stay married to Nida? Yes. Yeah. So therefore, both opinions will say that it, 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 the, 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 uh, the, their ramifications apply, right? And therefore, uh, no problem. Nida, if a person is managed Nida, because all she taught you pay. 
that Gemara speaks that out clearly. Amar of Chazda, Kol Modim Bebal Nerida, Shemeshalem Kras. Lemata Bar Yesh Bahavaya, Haname Yesh Bahavaya. Lemata Bar Uya Lekayema, Haname Uya Lekayema. Good. Now we move on to a new point. One of the dinim in our Mishnah was, even if let's say the person was Me'anes, let's say Chibe uh, Karet. For example, guy went with his sister. Okay, Isur Karet. So what did the Mishnah say? Doesn't matter. You got to pay. You have to pay uh, the uh, Knas. Now, that must be holding the opinion that says like this. We have a rule, generally speaking. Normally when you get two punishments, we say you take the bigger punishment and usually the monetary punishment was the smaller one, you're, you're off the hook. So our Tana obviously holds that you don't say that by carrots. Because this case, so the guy went, guy was uh, and his, uh, his sister, right? So they're already, is he still karet? And what are you telling him in Amishnah? Pay the 50. So you see what? You're doing karet, and you're doing 50. So obviously the Tana of Amishnah doesn't hold the law of Kim Le by a karet. He must hold the let's say, mitan betin. Right, when the guy says, I have sikila, and the payment, so then just give him the sikila and he's off to the payment. But that's not the opinion of Rabbi Nehunya. This is to the exclusion of Rabbi Nehunya ben Akana Shita. Dashi, Matnitin, Amishnah. The Mishnah that says he has to make a payment if he goes with his sister. Does not look like Rabbi Nehonya. What does Rabbi Nehonya say? The time of the bride. Rabbi Nehonya ben Kanaya oset yom kipurim kishabat teteshlumin. He made yom kipur and Shabbat equal legabe paying. Meaning, ma Shabbat mitchayev ben nafsho upatum and teteshlumin. Let's talk about Shabbat. Guy goes on Shabbat. He burns somebody's property. Well, in that case of his Hayav, Sikila, because he made a fire. But he's also Hayav now, damages. The law on Shabbat is, give him Sikila, is Patum and Tashlumin. So Rabbi Nehonya says, Kippur is like Shabbat. Kippur is no Sikila. Kippur, the deen is karet. And what does he still say? The guy that says burnt somebody's property on Kippur. Karet and payment. Doesn't matter. Take the karet and you off the payment. So you see, he owes the law of Kim even on karet. Now the question is, what's the source? So Amar Abaye, Ne'emar Ason Bide Adam. Ne'emar Ason Bide Shamay. Ma ason amur bide adam patumena tashlumin af ason amur bide shamayim patumena tashlumin. Famous derasha ason ason. What's the case? Let's read it by the sheep. Ason bide adam velo yeye ason. What's the case talking about? Uh, person. Uh, Went and damaged a lady that was pregnant. Okay? But the Torah says, There was no ason. Then it says what? He has to pay for the damages. 
Now what's the case of Asron? So Rashi says, Demishtai b'mitad betin, lememar, Tehecha deleka mitad betin, when nobody died, then mishalim demivaldut. Which means, let's say the baby came out, uh, she had a miscarriage. Okay, so they asked to make a payment. But that's only talking where when he was damaging, nobody died. Which means, let's say she died, the lady. So then already, the guy's chayav, mita. So therefore, in that case over there, where does it say he has to pay damages, velo ason? Where so long as there's no mitat betting. Because the guy kills somebody, what's the punishment? Then kill somebody, get mitad betin. So the Vizra says, so long as there's no ason, meaning so long as there's no mitad betin in this case, pay. Because we have one pasuk that says, mitad betin, if there's mitad betin, there's no payment. Good. We have another pasuk that talks about ason. What's the next pasuk? Ason bideshamayim ukra'uhu ason. That was by Yaakov Avinu, by his son Binyamin. Remember the brothers, they wanted Benjamin to go down to Egypt. So Yaakov Avinu says, no, 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 you can't uh, send them down to Egypt. What's going to happen? Uh, something's going to happen to them, an ason, a, a certain type of uh, death. Now what was Yaakov concerned about? And at this point, the Gebarah, the Gebarah's concern is saying, he was worried about maybe the winds or the air that Benjamin is not used to, accustomed to, that he's living in Canaan. Maybe the air is going to kill him. And therefore, you see what? That would be an item of Bideshamayim. The area, the wind is a Shamayim item. So, therefore, the Gemara is saying what? Ason, Ason. We have one Ason that talks about Mitat Bideada. We have one Ason that talks about Mitat Bideshamayim, meaning natural, which is really Borei Olam. Okay? Now, I'll say like this just like the Ason of Bideadam. When you get to Bideadam, you don't pay. So, to the Ason of Bideshamayim, meaning a karet. When you get the karet, you don't pay. Ason, ason. Right? So comes Gebra and analyzes this. Gebra says, Matkif l'ravada brava, Mimai dichika mazilu Yaakov lebne, Adzinin upachim dibide shamayim ninu. Who told you that Yaakov Abinu was worried that Binyamin might get cold or hot? Who told you that that ason was sinin upachim? Sinin is... Uh, cold, cold right? And Pahim is hot. Which, who, how do you know that? The Pazuk doesn't tell us what he warned them on. Which means, Dilma al Ganave. Maybe he was worried about lions and thieves. Adam Ninu. Which is already Bide Adam. So if we have no proof that the word Ason is a Bide Shamaim situation. So the Gemara says, Atu Yaakov, Aha Azhar, Aha Lo Azhar. What do you think? Yaakov only warned them on. Things that are bide adam, but not things that are bide shamayim. Yaakov al kol mile azhar. Yaakov Avinu warned on all items. He warned ben on things that are bide adam, and ben on things that are bide shamayim. Right. What do you think? He only warned the son on certain uh, uh, accidents that can take place. He warned the son. I'm worried that he's going to get eaten by a lion. I'm worried he's going to get uh, thieves. That's Bidah Adam. But I'm also worried about natural causes, which means Bidah Shamayim causes. Like Sinu Pa'im. So you see the word Asun can include even Bidah Shamayim items. Comes Gebra and says, hold it. Sinu Pa'im Bidah Shamayim Ninu. What are you telling me? You're telling me hot and cold weather. 
that's considered be shamayim. That's considered uh, uh, a shamayim punishment. Why that? Then yeah, we learned the bright the opposite. Hakol bide shamayim, chutz mitzinenu pachim. Everything is in the hand of God, except when it comes to cold and hot. Shne emar, tzinim pachim baderech ekesh shomer nafsho yirhak meim. Which means like this: everything is in the hand of God, but when it comes to cold and hot. A person that wants to protect himself, keep away from it. Which means, that's not bidei shamayim. A guy goes out on a cold day without a sweater on. Or a guy goes uh, into a burning hot place. That's that, that, that's bidei adam. Meaning a person has the ability to protect himself. So therefore, even if Yaakov had been warned his sons. Listen, I'm worried about the lions and the thieves, which we'll, we'll call that bidei adam. And I'm also worried about... Cold and hot, the weather, that's all Bidi Adam stuff. Because Sinidu Pahim is still considered Bidi Adam. Because we have a famous statement that called Bidi Shamaim, Hutz, Mitsinidu Pahim. So the Gemara then goes further. Vetu, another question. Being attacked by a lion or being attacked by thieves, is that Bidi Adam? From the day that the Beit HaMikdash was destroyed Even though we have no more Sanhedrin And then Sanhedrin is not able to execute people in capital punishment There's no Sikilah, there's no Sirefa, Herik, Henek There's no capital punishments But the four punishments of Betin were not nullified So we're not nullified? What do you mean? We see that there's no more... There's no more... I got the Gibran say that even though we have no Sanhedrin, the four uh, capital punishments still apply. We, we see they're not uh, in, in application. And the Gibran says, Which means the punishment of the four mitot are not nullified. What does that mean? Let's say guys, I have Sekila. I have Shabbat. I have Sekila. Well, they're not going to stone him today because there's no Sanhedrin. But you know what's going to happen to him? Or no film in a gag. Or God will make it that the guy falls off the roof. And then what happens? He falls off the roof and lands on the ground. That's like a sekilah. Or chayat dorsato. Or he'll be attacked by a wild animal. Which is like a sekilah. Which knocks him to the ground. Right, gets trampled. Just like he gets trampled by the uh, stones. So therefore the animal will come and triple him to death. Nishit Hayab Sirifa, a guy's Hayab Sirifa, on no fil bidilika, or hatva shalom he'll fall to a fire, on the hashma kisho, or be bitten by a poisonous snake. The poisonous snake burns the uh, the person, burns the insides of a person. Or Mishit Hayab Hariga, Hariga is by the sword, death by the sword. On Nimsal Malchut, or he'll get turned over to the government. The government's punishment usually is Death by sword. Or the steam by in alav. Or he'll get uh, held up by bandits, robbers. That what? They give him a headache. Kill him by the sword. Or mishlet chayef chenek. And some has chayef chenek, which is strangulation. Or tobay ab nahar Or he drowns in the water, which he suffocates. Or met beslunki. Or he dies with a punishment called slunki, which is a form of asphyxiation. It's a form of uh, like an asthma where he loses his... His breathing. So the point is what? You see that first of all, the judge, the, 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 the Arba Mitot don't apply anymore. But Din Arba Mitot, yeah, apply. That's number one. 
But for our sugya, what do you see from this piece? That thieves and lions are considered to be there shamayim. So the Gemara says, Ela ipuch. Okay, switch it around. Which means, just switch it around. Say that the lion and the thief, that's already heaven sent. That's the Bidesh Shamayim one. And Sininu Pa'in, that's already considered Bidesh Adam. Either way, Yaakov Avinu warned his sons, I don't want to send Binyamin because Uklahu Ason. He was worried about what? Not only Ason Bidesh Adam. He was even worried about it might get eaten by a lion or held up by bandits. So it just be their shamayim. So therefore, you see Ason is be their shamayim. And you see Ason in Parashat Mishpatim is talking about be Adam. Which is when this guy has to pay for the miscarriage of the lady, so long as he didn't kill anybody at the time. Right? So there's no mitat be Adam. So that's Ason be Adam. Just like mitat be Adam, there's no payment. So to mitat, karet, there's no payment. And who's that opinion? That's the Bihanyab and Akana. So you see what? Go back to Amishnah. In a case where a person, let's say, went with a lady that's Hayuf Karet, but with his sister, there's not going to be Knaas according to him. Why? Because once he's getting Karet, so the Karet is the big punishment, and he gets off the uh, the smaller punishment. That's the first source for him, the Hunyab bin Akana. Gemara continues, Rava Amar. Ta'mad Rabbi Nuhanyab bin Akana mehaka. The reason for Rabbi Nuhanyab bin Akana is from here. Once again, what are we trying to prove from the Hunya bin Akana? He holds that the law of Kimle bin applies even by Isur Karet. Which means even if somebody says Hayab a Karet, still, uh, and he's Hayab, let's say, a monetary payment, so the Karet overrides the monetary payment and he does not have to pay. So that's is going to bring another source of how do you know the Bin Hunya bin Akana holds such a shita. So the Pasuk says, The Pasuk over is talking about somebody that sends his son into the Molech. The Molech is a form of Avodah Zarah. So it says that what's the Pasuk going to do? It says, If the people are not going to do what they're supposed to do to this guy, what are they supposed to do to this guy? The person that's Omed Abu Dazaraz, Hayab Mitabitin. So, Borea Allah says, If they're not going to do what they're supposed to do to him, I'm going to take care of him. What am I going to do to him? The Pasuk says, I'm going to give the guy Karet. Amra Torah. Karet Sheli Kemita Shelachem. My karet is analogous to your mita. Ma mita shelachem. Patum natashlumim. Af karet sheli patum natashlumim. Just like your mita bideshamayim. Exempt somebody from a payment. Because of kim nebidrabamine gets the stronger punishment. So to my karet, God says, overrides a monetary payment. And therefore, the Muhammad cannot use this pasuk to teach me. That what? That when there's a hayuf karet, there is no monetary payment. So the Gemara says, "My ika ben Rava Abaye." What is the nafkamina between Rava and Abaye? Let's review. Abaye learned a gezerah shava ason ason. Right? It says ason in Parashat Mishpatim. We said that ason is talking about mita uh, bi mita beti mita bi adam. 
We have the word Asol written by Yaakov Abinu. That was what we're talking about a mitah bide shamayim. So we make Gizra Shema Asol Asol just like mitah bide Adam. Eno Meshalem, he doesn't pay. So to mitah bide shamayim, which means mitah bide shamayim, also he does not pay. And then you have this Shita of Ravah that learns it from the Pasuk Vechrati. That God says, my karet is like the punishment of Bide Adam. So the question is, what's the nafkamina between the two answers? So when I say, Ika benayu, there is a nafkamina. Zar, she'akal teruma. A non-kohen that ate teruma. Now we have a law. A non-kohen that eats teruma is hayab mita bide shamaim. If he eats it b'mezid. Now mita bide shamaim, pay attention, is not karet. Karet, according to Rashi, is not only the person himself is cut off, but Karet also affects his children. It cuts away his descendants, takes away his children. That's Yisud Karet. Whereas Mitavi de Shamaim is uh, on the person himself. So a person, a Zad that eats Terumah, is going to be Hayab Mitavi de Shamaim. So the Gemara says, the Abaye Patur. According to Abaye, a Zad that eats Terumah is going to be Patur from the monetary payment. Now, where's the monetary payment here? Well, you stole from the Kohen. The Terumah belongs to the Kohen. So there's a double thing. You have a Mitavi de Shamaim on the guy, plus you have a monetary payment. Why are you going to be Patur? Because he learns from the word Ason. The word Ason was a Mitavi de Shamaim, was not a Karet necessarily. So he holds that there's no difference between a Karet or a Mitavi de Shamaim. Any type of Mita. Whether it's a karet or a mitabi deshalayim per se, the person will be exempt from the monetary payment. However, ulraba hayav, but according to Rabbi, you'll be hayav because he's only poter karet. Because the pasuk he learned from was vechrati. My karet is like mitabi de adam. Just like mitabi de adam, you don't pay. So to karet, you don't pay. But mitabi deshalayim is not a karet. It's a different type of item. And therefore, in that case over there, according to Rava. A person that's a Eitirumah, Bibizid, he'll have to pay the Kohen, reimburse the Kohen, and they'll also get a Mitah, Bidesh Shalom. That will be the Nafkamina. Let's read Rashi. Zar Shachal Tirumah, Bibizid. Who Bimitah Bidesh Shamayim, Velo Bekaret. Now Rashi defines. Karet, who Vizar Onyainachim. Karet, he and his children are punished. Dichtiv, Aririm, Yihiyu. So they're going to become barren. Labaye Patumit Tashkumin, the Nafka Leme Ason, Bidis Shamaim, Vechon Ason, Bevashma. Ben, Bimita, Ben the Karet. Ulabaye Patur, okay, fine. Comes again and says, Ulabaye Patur? What are you talking about? Are you going to tell me that according to Abaye, Azad that eats Tiruma? He's going to be and you're going to tell me he has to pay the money to the Kohen. Is that possible? Why not? Let's say a case over here. A person steals the halif of his friend. Now, halif is a suit to eat from the Torah. What's the punishment of somebody eats halev b'mezid? The punishment is karet. So now I have a case. A guy did two things over here. He stole his friend's halev and he ate it. In that case over there, Ibn Hunyab bin Akana says, Shu hayav. You're going to be hayav too. How? Shekevar nithayev b'geneva kodem shebal lide isur halev. Because they took place at separate times. 
which means like this: When is the guy hayav the monetary payment? Once he stole the chelit. Now already agenava. When is he hayav the karet? Once he eats it. And then what Abnei Onyamrekas tells us a very important rule now: This law that we say that that the the bigger punishment overrides the monetary payment. That's only when they come simultaneously. But when they come separately, you get both. Oh, so therefore alma demeidana deagbe kanya. Which means, in the case of the Tiruma, he stole the Tiruma. Okay? It's a Zaz. Right? Tiruma doesn't belong to him. He's supposed to take it from a coin. Well, the second he took the Tiruma and lifted it up, Kanya is Konet. Right? He's not Hayab until he eats it. That's why the Hayab. Which is by the chaylev? How does it work? He grabs the chaylev. At that point over there, ganav, ganav, I have to pay. When is he hayav mita on the chaylev? Once he eats it. So if the chayav and ganav says they hayav too, even though normally we say kim lebed ramine, but it's only when it happens simultaneously. So the Gemara says hachaname. Here too, by the case of teruma, beidnad deagbe. When the non coin stole the teruma, when he lifted it up, right there he's considered a ganav. It's not going to be hayab until he ingests it, until he swallows it, until he eats it. Oh, so the Gemara's question is, how could you tell me that according to Abaye is going to be patur? Why should be patur? He should be hayab because it happens at separate times. Yeah, because the geneva took place when he grabbed it, when he picked it up. So right there, hayab to pay. Once you swallow it, the hayab mita comes. And just like we learned by the case of the chaylev, that happens at separate stages, right? When he took it, that's geneva. When he swallowed his mita, so he hayav to pay. So the Gemara says, "Oh, we're talking about a specific case over here." Hacha b'may askina. What are we talking about in this case over here? Kegon shetachav lo chaviro letochpiv. He didn't pick up the teruma. The case is where his friend took the teruma and shoved it in the guy's mouth. Now let's understand the mechanics over here of how this works over here. Which means he was not a gazlan. He, he did not lift up the teruma itself to be kayaf tashumim. Which means, where is he hayav? He's hayav once already he swallows it. Which means once already he swallows it and he's having hana'ah, now already becomes a ganav. Oh, at the same time that he becomes a ganav, He's also now uh, eating teruma, right? Eating teruma. So then, that's the case of the teruma case, where Abayi is going to say you patur, where the geneva and the mita comes simultaneously. Let's read Rashi. Ah, so we'll go through all those cases now. The guy himself didn't lift it up because even once he lifts it up, he's hayav geneva right at that point over there because he's a thief. kanya velo ma'ayav b'tashlumin ella b'bliato. He's not hayav until he swallows it. Mitchayev deme anaat me'av velo deme kulam, which means he's going to be hayav the hanaa that he has from what he ate. Uba'ushata hayu mitana meika, and he's going to be hayav also mitab because bottom line he ate teruma, so he has to pay back. Now. Let's just understand some of the Mepharshim over here. 
the Ritzvah, which is brought out in the Tosafot, explains that the way we're understanding from Lashi over here is to his friend shoved it in his mouth Baal Kurho. You have to say he shoved it in his mouth against his will. Because already if he shoved it in his mouth willingly, so the second it's in his mouth, already God becomes a Ganav. So then Ganav is when it's in his mouth. Hayuv Mita is not until he swallows it. So it's the same case like the Hedid. So you have to say it was against his will. I don't want it in my mouth over here. Don't jump it in my mouth. No, which, he, he had no intention. No, me. which means if you tell me it was willingly, so he sticks it in his mouth. At that point, what's in his mouth? I, 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 I accepted it willingly. My mom got out at that point. Once he swallows it, then already you consider eating tiruma. So therefore, in this case, so when the guy shoved it in my mouth, I'm not a good at this point. You shoved it in my mouth against my will. I didn't, I didn't swallow it against my will. I swallowed it willingly. Oh, so once you swallow it, you become a ganav, and you're eating tiruma at the same time. That's the way Indra Zubah wants to understand the shita of this. It has to be ba'al korhot, because if it's not, you have a problem. Now, the, the, uh, the logic over here is, that we have a sevarah. Anybody that has hana'ah from the mamon of his friend, he's going to be hayat to pay for the demi hana'ah. Because over here, bottom line, you had hana'ah from this terumah. You ate the terumah. So then we have to pay the amount of hana'ah uh, that you had from swallowing this terumah. So you have to pay to the guy. So that's the geneva, and plus you're eating the terumah. Good. So now the Gemara says, wait. Sof, sof. Bottom line, once he starts chewing it, he's being koneh. Which is, you're right, guy stuck it in his friend's mouth against his will. Good. But before you swallow it, what do you do? You gotta chew it. Oh, so once he starts chewing it, at that point I'll say he's what hayav geneva. And then once he swallows it, now it's considered he's eating tirumah. And therefore it's Hayab Mitah. Therefore it's happening at separate times. Therefore even according to me it should be. Hayab, that's the Gemara's question. So the Gemara says, Mithayab bin Afshor lo aviyad bala'ah. Right. Which is like the Hayab in his nefesh, Mitah to Lee, swallows it. That's the question. Gemara answers, Kegon, Shetachav lo letok beta bilia'ah. Now, his friend shoved it down his throat. Which means he got to chew it. Which means he shoved it all the way down until it went to his bitta uh, bidi'ah. So therefore, at the time of the bidi'ah, that's why you hayab both. Hayab, and chew it. Right, went straight down. So he's hayab, get it at the time that he swallows. And he's hayab also, uh, because bottom line, he ate the terumah. He didn't get a barrel, but he shoved it down his throat this time. He didn't know what he was eating. Oh, so, so, so he asked me, what do you, so he wants to say, what's the case? Hechidame, idematzel adura. If he shoved it down his throat and he was able to regurgitate it, and he lifted it back up right. and uh, spit it out, nehadar. So let him uh, let him do that and uh, give it out. And therefore, he should be chayav tashlumin at that point, which is once it's in his bet and before he swallows. If he has the ability to spit it out and doesn't, he should be chayav geneva at that point. Again. He shoved it down his throat. That's right there now. Now, if he's able to regurgitate it, and you didn't, so right at that point, before you even swallowed, you're going to have. Once you swallow, now already you ate teruah, hayuv mitah. So if that's the case, you should be hayav on both. Oh, And if you tell me why, well, he stuck it down his throat so deep. 
we wasn't able to spit it out. Amai hayav. Why is he going to be hayav? Mita on his swallowing. He has no choice. The guy stuck it down his uh, throat. Which means, and once you're going to come, he's not hayav mita, but now we should have to pay but. Because what? Two things. Because bottom line, it's not two things anymore. You're not going to be hayav mita, because bottom line, he stuck it down his throat, he wasn't able to, to bring it back up. But that's not his fault. So you can't be hayav mita for swallowing to But bottom line, you, 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 took from, you took from his friend. Which means you had hana'ah. But whenever you, again, rule, whenever you have hana'ah from somebody else's uh, item, property, so you're going to have to pay regardless. Now, good. Now let's read the Rashi first. If it's so bad, he stuck it down his throat. And he was able to regurgitate it. And he didn't. So he's a mazik at that point right there. Did he show love me the Avid? Interesting. That she says over here, the first guy did nothing. She's giving us a rule over here. Even though the guy stuck stuck it down his throat against the guy's will, but you had a chance now to spit it out and you didn't. So the first guy that she's saying is off the hook. And now the Ganab becomes the second guy already at that point which is already a uh, tremendous hadush the mefarshim point this out over here and they say there's really two hadushim that come out of this lashi hadush number one is that the guy that lifted the tirumah is not a gazlan and number two that once already you're telling me the second guy is a gazlan the first guy's off the hook when the first guy picked it up and stuck it in the throat, at that point over there, the first guy's not a gazlan. At the point where the guy could have spit it out now, if he's able to spit it out, the onus is on him, and the first guy's not considered a gazlan. It should be just thought over here that if we keep Egan, the Hadushim essay, bomb question on that she over here. First of all, why shouldn't the first guy be a gazlan immediately when he picked it up and stuck it in the guy's mouth? He should be a gazlan already at that point. Yeah. And second of all, even when he stuck it down his throat and the guy's able to, to spit it out, we have a rule that says, if let's say one guy stole and another guy ate, so who's the thief over here? The Gibara says, You can get payment from whoever, whoever you want. So then he leaves us in a question on Nashi. Because from Nashi it's Mashma, no. The Hayyub is specifically on the second guy that swan. And for some reason the first guy is off the hook. He's off the hook when he stuck it, picked it up and put it in the guy's mouth. And he's off the hook once already the guy's able to regurgitate it. And he didn't. So he's Hayyub at that point uh, as well. In any event, what do you see from over here? You see from over here, the guy asks you a question. What's the case? Mimman of you want to tell me a guy took the terumah, stuck it down his friend's throat, all the way to the bit of biliah. Good. So you want to tell me what that the geneva and the mita came simultaneously. So the gemara and what if it came simultaneously? Then already we have the law of kim nevi derabamineh. He'll be hayav mita and he won't be hayav payment. Gemara says no. What's the case? That doesn't work. How deep was it? Was the guy able to bring it back up? It was able to bring it back up, and he didn't. At that point, already he's considered a ganav. And the Hayyubita doesn't come until he swallows it. So therefore it's separate. Ah, and if you're going to tell me he wasn't able to regurgitate it, so therefore the way the Farshim are learning, if he wasn't able to regurgitate it, so why should he be Hayyubita? He's honest. They stuck it down his throat against his will. So all he'll have is what? 
is Hanaha from it, so he has to pay money. But either way, how could you tell me, according to Abaye, that in this case over here you're going to be Patur? Which is Abaye said what? You have a case of Tirumah, you want to tell me that the Nafkamina is in the case of Tirumah, where Zar eats Tirumah, he's going to be Patur. Meaning he only gets the Hayyub Mitah, he doesn't get the, uh, the monetary. What's the case where he gets the Hayyub Mitah, not the monetary? We cannot figure out a case yet. So the Gemara comes along and says, Lot Sericha Dimatzid Adura. The case is told about a guy shoved it down his throat, and the other guy was able to really regurgitate it and bring, bring it, bring it back up. Al oh, which means even if he would regurgitate it, the tiruma already is maus. It's already disgusting, and if it's not raui for the for the what is the owner going to do with it over here? Which means even if he doesn't regurgitate it, he's not hayabishum gezela. Because the thing already is all uh, is all ruined over there. He's stealing anything. He didn't even regurgitate. We're going to give it back to him uh, like that. So for the only thing that he has to pay is what? For the Hana'ah. Which means the item itself, you're not going to be considered a Ganav at that point. Because what am I taking from the guy? It's garbage already once it's in the guy's bin. It's, 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 it's not edible. Good. So wh- where's my stealing? The Hana'ah that I'm having. Once I swallow, bottom line, I am having Hana'ah from my friends. Item. Oh, so there's Geneva on the swallowing. And what else happens at the swallowing? Hayyumita. Got the case? So, ah, what does Abaye hold? Even when it's Hayyumita bide shamayim and a payment, the Hayyumita shamayim trumps the payment, therefore doesn't have to make the payment. So, bottom line, if somebody would ask you, what's the case where Abaye says, Hayyumita bide shamayim and a monetary, that uh, you're going to be uh, Hayyab on the Mita and not on the payment? A guy, a non-Kohen, friend came, took Tirumah from a Kohen, shoved it down the guy's throat. The guy was able to regurgitate it, but it doesn't matter. Because even if he's regurgitated, the thing is ma'us. So he's not a thief anyway at that point. Also, when does he become a thief? At the time that he swallows, what's Chuck thief? He owes his friend money now. That's the point. Why? Because you had Hana'ah from something that belongs to a Kohen. So all right, there is Debe Hana'ah you're going to have to pay. Yeah? Demana, oh, once besides you have to pay the demana, what happens at that point when he swallows? He's also Hayab Mitah, Midesh Shamayim. So therefore, you're going to be Hayab, two items that came simultaneously in the Hadush. is why you only Hayab the Mitah and not the Mamon. That's the case of Abaye. So Papa comes along and says, Is the friend now Hayab the Mamon? No. Once he spits it up? No. No. Once he sticks it down over there, there's no Hayab Mamon. Because bottom line, on the guy at least yeah. that swallowed it, we didn't spit out. We're going to give him back all the saliva filled the yeah, tinnuma. It's worthless. Put it down my throat. He's talking. I, I spit it back up. I don't want it. So, somebody has to be chayav for the. For See, the, he, so, yeah, so, 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 Different answer. What do you have to come along and say, oh, okay, so the guy stuck it at his throat, and he can regurgitate it, but there's no hayyub gizela at that point, because the whole thing's not edible. You don't got to go that far. Say a simple case. He took beverage of tiruma and just put it in his friend's mouth against his will. So beverage, he would not having to swallow it. Already once it goes in his mouth, it becomes ma'us. So therefore, there's no gizela at that point. Even if you can spit it out, there's no gizela at that point because bottom line, you just tell to be a friend. The thing is already maus. Once the guy shoved it in his mouth, 
Oh, so when does the gizela come? When do you owe the money, I should say? Once you swallow. Oh, because that's when you need the Oh, and at the time you swallow, that's when you have the hayuv. Mita. So the case is talking about mashkim. Look at Rashi. Mashkim shal terumah. I have to say it's mashkim, obviously, of terumah. Don't make a do'ak and say You gotta stick it all the way down to the guy's throat What's when he stuck it in his mouth? You cannot say he's a hayab gizla at that point That's not to if anything What do you want the guy to He didn't steal anything It's already ma'us when he stuck it in his mouth The only thing is hayab for his own The hana'ad that he has when he Swallows. Now, the Mefashim point over here, the Chaura, when you're, uh, you have to point out from Nashi, it comes out, why is the Chayav anything over here? This is considered, at the time that he's swallowing the liquid, it's considered Tirumam Meusa. The Tirumam Meusa really has no value. But you still tell me that you hayav when you're swallowing it for the hana'a. Hana'a on what? I thought you just told me the tirumah doesn't have a value. So he points this out, he says, The chaurah did not think shabolea patur, it should be patur even from this middamah hana'a. Why? Shabolea tirumah me'usa. Does the coin have any value to this tirumah? What's the value of it? It's the tirumah me'usa. It's not shabolea anything over here. So he says that the coin had a hana'a, he could have taken it and given it to his dog. So the bottom line, by swallowing, you took away some ana'a from the Kohen. Again, the question was, you could argue and say, what ana'a did I take? What are you going to do with this uh, stuff over here? This stuff is garbage. Well, you can throw it in the garbage? Well, I, I didn't steal anything from you. It's, it's a famous deen that says in the Gemara, which means, if I have ana'a, and the guy that I have the ana'a from is not losing anything, which is by me swallowing it, did you lose anything more? You didn't lose it. It was garbage before I swallowed it. And, uh, I didn't take anything of you. But if you said that he could have given it to his dog, so therefore there was a hana'ah that was taken away, so then we're going to have to pay for that hana'ah that was taken away. Good. And Hayubita comes at the same time. Now, Gemara gives one more answer. Gemara's last answer is, Rabbi Amar, hey, give a totally different answer. Bezar she'achad tirumam mishelo. Give a simple case. You have a zar, you didn't steal anything. The Zar went, he took his own Tirumah, I mean, he has to give the Tirumah to the Kohen, instead of giving it to the Kohen, he went, he took it, and he swallowed it. Okay? Uh, that the, it belonged, uh, belonged to him. Let's say, for example, Hello. he explains it, he inherited the Tirumah. Because we don't want to make him a ganav. How did he inherit the Tirumah? His maternal grandfather was a Kohen. Okay? From his mother's side was Kohanim. So the Tirumah came down the Yerusha pipe, to him. So the Tirumah is legally his. Now he cannot eat it, but he's not a ganav. Okay? So what did he do? He ate it. Okay, once he eats the Tirumah, he's Hayab Mita Bideshamayim. Okay? But there's no, there's no monetary over here, because really the Tirumah belongs to him. And at the same time, what did he do? Vekara Shiraim Shil <laughs> At the same time that he was swallowing, he ripped his friend's garment. Which is a Hindus over because the monetary and the mitah are in two different people. The Hindus is, that's also Kimli Bidrab Amina. Which means, simultaneously, the second he, as he's swallowing, but that's where the Hayyub Mitah comes to the Tirumah, he had his friend's silk garment and he, and he tore it. So you have mitah plus tashlumin coming at the same time. So the hadush of Rav is that's also a case of kibdim b'dalam amine. 
And therefore, he will not have to pay his friend for the uh, thing. His friend can say, pay me for my silk. No. Well, at the moment that I ripped your silk, I was hayami that for, for another item, for another infraction. Not for the same guy. So that's the case where Abayah is going to say, but to look at top Rashi, Vekarashiraim, Besha'ash Shibola'ah. <laughs> which is the mamon and the mita are not connected. The nizak atyale, right? That's coming from the uh, nizak, from the guy who got damaged. Miftar, he's still patur. The svil rabashe mita lezeh v'tashlim lezeh patur. Rabashe holds very point klal. Mita lezeh tashlim lezeh patur. But you can come, the guy you, you would argue and say the guy who's uh, they, they ripped the silk. Say, listen, Bible, you owe me money. I don't care what you were swallowing at that time over there. That, that, that doesn't affect me. Doesn't matter. Since there was a mitah and 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 mitah to me. So by the way, we have three answers. Let's review the three answers according to uh, the Gemara. Abaye will hold very poor clearly. Not only karet and tashlumin do you get karet, but even mitah b'deshamayim, which is different. You're going to get mitah, not karet. What's the case? So case number one: zar eating teruma. How is the case of zar eating teruma? Friend took a teruma, shoved it down his friend's throat. Okay? Shoved it down his friend's throat. Oh, and what I'll tell you that really he would be able to regurgitate it. But what? You're not a gazlan at that time. Because what am I taking from the guy? What am I taking? The thing is already, it's, 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 it's maus. It's already disgusting. There's nothing he can do with such item. So therefore I didn't, I didn't steal. Oh, so when is the steal? When is the monetary coming? When you swallow. Which is when you swallow already, you're taking away a hana'ah, or I'm having a hana'ah, I should say, from my friend's property. Anybody has hana'ah from somebody else's property, yeah, you have to recompensate. Good. So the tashlumin comes at the swallowing, the mitah comes at the swallowing, uh, simultaneously, mitah yeah, money no. Second answer. Don't say you shoved it all the way down his throat. It's talking about liquid. You took, let's say, wine. Wine of tiruma. His friend put it in his mouth. What's in his mouth already? Maus. So therefore, at that point, I'm not a gazlan. What am I, what am I gazlan? What am I gazlan? When I swallow the hana'ah. Oh, swallow hana'ah, and mitah comes at the same time. Third answer, swallowing and uh, ripping somebody else's item at the same time. So you have mitah and mamon coming simultaneously. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen v'amen.